0: Welcome back to Gutsy Presenter, everybody. Welcome, Jennifer.
1: Hi, Scott. Hi, everyone.
0: Today, we are talking about something I I find it super interesting, the idea of barriers. I mean, we've talked about, we were, in teasing this episode, we talked about physical barriers, but maybe it even goes beyond that. Let's, maybe we should just start with physical barriers, like barriers. What physical barrier is the most common one for you?
1: Okay. Yes. The barriers that we create, and we may not even be aware of it to protect us. I think it's a protection between the presenter and the audience.
0: So what's an example?
1: It could be as simple as when you're standing and giving a presentation, having a marker in your hand Hmm. and Playing with it or cooking it and tossing it back and forth. To me, this is a crutch for the presenter. And it's that distraction and barrier between the presenter and their audience. So it could also be as simple as holding your notes. Yeah. When you're presenting as well. Again, that is a barrier between the presenter and the audience.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say lectern, but I'll go with pen. Oh, yes. And and the lectern.
1: And the lectern oh, as a well. lectern, and we're not calling it a podium. By the way, everyone no. calls it a podium. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know that's a pet, that's a pet peeve of yours.
1: Well, it is. We it's stand podium. on podiums. We don't stand on a lectern. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: Yes. So if it's if a lectern is there, then it it's a space where a presenter can have their their notes. Yeah. They can hang on to it for dear life. And yes, it's an absolute barrier between you and the audience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what's the- wrong with it? I mean, I, is it okay
1: sometimes? Here's, here's a couple of ways I've seen it used where, where it can work really well. Do you need to have your notes on the lectern? Maybe. You can However, the more you can move your body to the other side of the lectern so that your audience can see you, they can see your entire body and your body language. That's how you build that connection with the audience. Is it okay to walk over to the lectern and take a look at your notes and be a human being? Yes. Yes. As long as we're not relying on it. Yeah. And as long as we're not talking down to the notes that are on the lectern on the
0: lectern yeah it's you know people talk so much about body language and how important it is and i'm like well the real idea i think is that our facial expressions our bodies how we move our our hands our hand gestures even our voice and and all those things make an important impression on people and when you have something like a lectern that's blocking your hands and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. reduces the rapport. It reduces the engagement that you can have with an audience. It does. Um,
1: And it could also encourage you to not have very good posture or a stance because the audience can't see you. So you might be tilting more. You might be wiggling around more, Because you're hidden, your body's hidden. However, your audience can still tell something is going on behind the lectern.
0: Yeah. These barriers, these things that you hold, um, they keep you from being both visible, you you can be seen by the audience and then do all of the kind of connecting and communicating you do with your body. But they also do keep you fixed and inactive. Restricted a lot of ways, you know, even the pen is like all your energy goes into clicking that pen or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. where speaking is a physical sport. You've got to move and create energy, especially if you're in that kind of keynote type of venue.
1: So let's talk about notes because that's very common. And a lot of presenters will say, I need my notes. So I don't forget what I need to say. So what is the impact when a presenter is actually holding their notes in their hand when they are presenting? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, it's funny. I saw, I saw a pretty good Ted talk where somebody was holding some notes and truth be told, it wasn't too too bad. It wasn't too bad because he didn't reference them a lot. They weren't very Mm -hmm. big. I think there was some planning into, you know, I just need a couple of things here. Um, Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, I'm watching it through a video where things are framed a little differently. So there, there may have been something going on in that room that I didn't notice that could have been quite distracting and um, with the notes. Um, But I, I, I agree with you that one, if you're, if you have notes, setting them aside on something and walking over to reference them is totally fine. Yes. I, I don't think people will fault you and say, oops, well, this was a lousy presentation. He looked at his <laughs> notes. But people get obsessed with that, that it's some form of like, I'm not authoritative or I don't know what I'm talking about. And the truth is you can be very knowledgeable and smart, but if you're planning a new talk, and you want to be great sometimes putting a couple of notes, you know, a little guide for yourself
1: it needs to be intentional. If you're yeah. going to use the notes, it's, it's very intentional. Yes. It's a couple of bullets with yep. just the keywords to trigger what it is. You need to say, it's definitely not a script and it's also being aware of how you're using them. So if you're gesturing with your notes or if you're pointing at your audience with your notes, it becomes. A distraction. So I would practice how you want to interact with your audience. If you are going to be holding notes as well, I would recommend keeping them down by your side and use your other hand to gesture with, and then you could always switch and do that as well. Be aware, be intentional and be aware of how you are using notes.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I want to to move lastly into the idea of these great speakers that they diminish the barrier of the stage because they are drawn out into the audience. You'll see great speakers sometimes walk out into the audience. Mm. And they're right there. (laughs) I, I love that. That could be really cool. Well, what I find is, you know, when I'm working with people over time, And they have the mindset of, I am trying to get an idea into your mind. And they really begin to change how they think about speaking. It's not about getting words out. It's about getting ideas in. There is an instinct for them to close the distance. They want to physically move closer. Mm -hmm. And when somebody does that, I go, good. That's good. It's so
1: powerful. It It exudes confidence.
0: Yeah. And it's, 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 it's so in tune with, real talking which is i'm trying to transfer an idea into your mind over geography part of that is i want it's a connection i want you to feel connected so these great speakers i think just by instinct they will step down off the stage and into the audience now you can overdo that i'm not saying everybody should do it that it needs to
1: be it needs to be practiced i think so in that environment it's-
0: It can be, yeah, it can get a little weird and awkward if you go too (laughs) deep into the audience and then you get out of the lights, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. But I would encourage everybody. I mean, for me, if I were to sum it up for for me for this topic, it is, um, you know, in lieu of these physical barriers, standing behind the lectern, um, staying on the stage, Remember that speaking is about connection. Uh So the flip side of having barriers in front of you is in some ways, closing the distance physically with proximity and moving toward the front of the stage, maybe even stepping off the stage from time to times. But the other way to do that is to be physical when you speak. To move, to move toward, to find a target in the audience, to yes. move toward them and to it speak could be, to that person.
1: It could just be one or two steps toward them. Yes. It makes a huge difference. With Yeah, and the be
0: audience. energetic, right? Yes. Have I hit that again? Am I beating a dead horse?
1: Are you being verbose? <laughs> <laughs> Which is our next topic. is our next
0: topic. <laughs> I totally am i've lost control
1: it's okay that's why i'm here
0: thank you i Reign you in (laughs) did did you have a final thought on this topic yes
1: my final thought and i'm going to be very succinct scott watch this if you are going to use a lectern try to stand to the side of it and again it tells your audience you're not having to lean and rely on something again it's going to exude that confidence and then when you are able to take a step closer leaning in toward the audience, it makes a huge difference to build that connection. Yeah. That's trying, to sh-
0: trying to show me up again. Great. <laughs> I'm
1: just trying to shut you up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, next time we talk, or it could be the next, next time.
1: Yes. But in a
0: coming episode, we will be talking about what I just did, which <laughs> I lost control. And I got a little verbose. We're going to talk verbose.
1: about, we're going to talk it.
0: about that. Problem that people find themselves in when they get long-winded and all that stuff. <laughs> How do you rein it in? Why does it happen? We'll, we'll yes. dive into that.
1: I I cannot wait to have that conversation.
0: Why is that? Because I do. <laughs> <It's> because <laughs> you're tired yes, of me, huh?
1: Because of you, <laughs> you're a great example of it. Well, and also, this is very common. A presenter will make an important point. And then instead of just letting it land with their audience, they want to keep adding and adding and reinforcing it. Trust your instinct that you got it across the first time.
0: Yeah. It sours the whole experience. All right. (laughs) We better stop before we get.
1: We're out of here. Let's go.
0: (laughs) Bye, Gutsies. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Have a good one.